Welcome to Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers. Dale is the founder and president of R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, South Central Kentucky's premier retirement planning firm. Dale holds a master's degree in business management with an emphasis in finance and has the retirement income professional certification. Dale is a trusted voice to families across the great state of Kentucky and a regular contributor to many local media publications. Now, here's Retirement Matters with Dale Smothers. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Retirement Matters. This is a show for folks who are fed up with outdated financial advice and for those who are looking to retire while worrying less about the stock market and more about living life the way they have always wanted. I'm Dale Smothers and it is my goal to give you the information you need to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. Happy Saturday to you and Merry Christmas. Golly, this is the end of the year. This is actually our last show of the year for 2020. It seems like just a few short weeks ago that we were discussing this new virus that was coming out of China that went from coronavirus to COVID-19 to the Chinese virus. It has many names. But we were talking about this new virus. And then we looked at the stock market just a few months later After hearing about this, and we were in what seemed to be a very, very large recession, what appeared to be uh, the end of the world for some people. Uh, You know, it's a pandemic like none other. The market is reacting very, very aggressively on the downside. And because of that, people were panicking. We had clients calling us, even our clients, who have the ability to stay in the market long term because we don't believe in letting the market dictate where your income is coming from. But we had clients calling us worried about 20 and 30% losses. Obviously, we held tight, we stayed invested. And if you remember me coming on the air, especially on the big dog, I believe one Saturday morning, I was talking, no, it might have been during the week, I came in and was talking to Larry. And we were discussing where I felt that things would be. This might have been March or April. Where did I feel things would be in November? And I said we would probably be back, based off of what I was seeing, we would probably be back to where we were in early January. And I was actually wrong. We're better off than where we were in early January, at least in the terms of market performance. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the market And at the end of this year, things are starting to shift. There's record volumes of trading. There's a lot of people in the markets right now. There's a lot of cash, a lot of cash sitting on the sidelines. And we may consider that the smart money that's sitting on the sidelines. But I want to talk to you a little bit about why the market has taken this amazing run to the upside and why you may need to be a little bit cautious of putting all of your retirement savings into this market rally. Again, at RD Smothers Wealth Management, we don't believe in relying solely on the stock market for your income. We believe in a safety income and growth approach to managing money. That's kind of our secret sauce, if you will. And we've talked a lot about that on the show. But my prediction slash, you know, maybe foresight into the market was that we would be back to where we were in January, sometime around November, December. And we've actually done better than that, which is a beautiful thing. It's perhaps one of the most beautiful V-shaped recoveries we've seen in a very long time, perhaps in the history of the stock market. But what I want to talk to you about 
is that you know this V-shaped recovery was actually led by a handful of stocks. And so there's still great opportunity out there, but there's also a potential for some uh, shifting to go on in things like the S&P 500 that may negatively affect you. All right, there's a lot happening though in the market. Like I mentioned, record trading has taken place. This past week, Monday was one of the highest trading days in the market. Friday was perhaps by some measures the highest volume of trading that has taken place, especially in the S&P 500. Interest rates are approaching 1%. The 10-year Treasury note got really close to zero. And now we're approaching 1%. I want to tell you a real quick disclosure here. I'm, I'm recording this show on Wednesday, December the 23rd, because, well, I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on. That's right. I'm going to be spending a little bit of time with family this Christmas. And I hope you are as well. I hope you find that time to spend with your family. But, you know, unless something changes in the half day of market trading on Christmas Eve, which would have already taken place by the time you hear this, unless something happens, we are seeing the 10-year Treasury note trading at close to 1%, and we're going to be close to all-time highs in the stock market. Interest rates on the rise are not necessarily a good thing for you if you have your income coming from bonds. And we've talked a lot about that and why RD Smothers Wealth Management, we like to find alternatives to bonds, especially bond funds. Oh, and another thing that happened that I heard about the other day, I was listening to the Rick Edelman show, and he was talking about this Russian college kid who was kind of caught up in all of the trading and and all of this Robin Hood. A lot of college kids are using Robin Hood to place trades on the market. It comes out in a Russian newspaper just a few days ago that this college kid who is the son of a billionaire, a Russian billionaire, who happens to be getting a divorce, he lives in a $32 million apartment here in the United States. A $32 million apartment. Can you imagine having a $32 million apartment in college and and the amount of friends you would have perhaps just because of your apartment? But he lost $50 million trading in the stock market. In a matter of a year and a half, he had lost $50 million. Now, the reason I bring that up is because it's pretty interesting that we oftentimes think about people who have a lot of money as being intelligent. But the stock market is designed, and this is a Warren Buffett quote, the stock market is designed to transfer money from the impatient to the patient. And some may say from the stupid to the smart, but we talk about this as patience. It's not, it's not about losing money just because you made bad decisions, a lot of times it's because of our impatience or our greed. The stock market is designed to basically hone in on every negative thing about a human psyche and exploit it. And that's why it's important to have an advisor who will help keep you on track 
and keep you on target without bias and without emotion. If that's something you're interested in, we do that for you here at RD Smothers Wealth Management. 270-600-PLAN is how you can get in touch with us. My team, we're ready to help you build the retirement that you have always dreamed of. If you're up against a layoff or a forced retirement, or you're planning on retiring in the next three to four, maybe five years, getting in touch with us may be one of the best things you do even if it's a second opinion, even if you're already working with an advisor, because we specialize in retirement income planning. Making sure that we're customizing a plan for you, allowing you to not worry about outliving your money or losing all of your money to the stock market. 270-600-PLAN. A piece of advice as we approach the end of the year. Thinking about what you're going to be doing with your IRAs, The current IRA that you may be investing in, remember that you have a maximum contribution limit on those IRAs. So you don't want to go over the IRA. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a client. We were maxing out their IRA contribution just a couple of days ago. And I was talking to this client who's a very knowledgeable client, and there was some misunderstanding as to what those contribution limits are. For this year's tax year, 2020, we have a $6,000 contribution limit. You can put up to $6,000 in your IRA. Now, the thing that confuses some people is they think about this contribution limit, meaning it's all they can put in across the board for all retirement accounts. And that's not accurate at all. Although it is a very common misconception, I want you to realize that if you have an employer-sponsored plan, there's a good chance that that employer-sponsored plan, the plan that is offered at work, it has its own maximum. And sometimes those maximums are 12,500, sometimes they're 18,000, sometimes they're 24,000. Depending on the plan that you are in, you have a maximum amount that you can contribute to that plan. Outside of that plan, 9 times out of 10, you're going to be eligible to do something called an IRA, an individual retirement account contribution, up to the limit for that year. And in this case, again, it's $6,000. Unless, now this is where it gets a little more confusing, unless you're over the age of 50, at which time you can actually contribute an additional $1,000 for a catch-up contribution, bringing your total to $7,000. So, when you think about this as a couple, If you have a couple that's over the age of 50, both of you over the age of 50, as a couple, you can save an additional $14,000 in a tax-deferred vehicle such as the IRA. Now, that may not be the best thing for you, but it is something that I would consider looking at with your advisor. Sit down with your advisor at the end of the year here. And the good news is that IRS actually gives you a little bit of time into next year to contribute to this year's IRA. So, until you file your taxes, and you have up until the tax deadline to do that, until you file your taxes, you can actually contribute for 2020's contribution year. So, thinking about putting some money away, consider the IRA. If not the IRA, perhaps the Roth IRA. We help establish those here at RD Smothers Wealth Management, but what we really do is help you, if you already have those Roth IRAs or IRAs, Put those things together for you in a plan to generate income. So, keeping that in mind, the end of the year, 
It's a great time to start revisiting your IRA. Make sure that you're maximizing the amount of savings you can make in the given year for tax purposes. Now, keeping in mind as well that if you do a traditional IRA, you get to take that off of your taxes at the end of the year. If you do a Roth IRA, you go ahead and pay taxes on that money now, but you get it later completely tax-free if you meet all of the guidelines. And we help you make sure you meet those guidelines. So I know that sounds a little complicated, but I want you to know that revisiting your IRA contributions this year is probably a good idea. Sitting down with your advisor would be my first step if I were in your shoes. Now, at the beginning of our show, we talked about the S&P 500 and how it's at near all-time highs and how the trading volume has went through the roof in the last few days. Now, there's a perfectly good reason for that, and I want to try to explain to you why that is, and also why that may be important for you to know going into retirement years. The S&P 500, when we talk about that, I want to just kind of break this down real simple for you as much as I can. We want to think of the S&P 500 as almost a scoreboard to tell us how the 500 largest companies in the United States economy are doing When the scoreboard is green, they're doing well. Now, that may not mean so much that the company itself is doing well, but the company stock is doing well. When it's red, it's not doing as well, at least not as well as it did yesterday. That doesn't mean that they're not selling anything today, nor does that mean that they're losing money today. When it's green, it doesn't mean that they're making money today. It simply means that more people are interested in buying that stock today than they were yesterday, or at least buying it at a higher price. So, because each trade in the stock market is actually physically, and this is hard to wrap your mind around, it's physically a transaction between a buyer and a seller. When I sell a share of Apple, someone in the universe is buying a share of Apple. I don't sell that back to Apple. I don't I don't sell that back to TD Ameritrade or just set it on the shelf and someone pays me a set of money. That's not how that works. There's actually needing to be two parties to every trade. Now, if you ever do any trading on your own, you'll realize this if you ever buy things like over-the-counter stocks or stocks that don't trade very often. You may wait a few minutes before you actually get somebody willing to buy the stock from you. If you buy even more secluded stocks, like maybe a real estate investment trust or uh, less liquid stocks that that are not traded as frequently, such as maybe a bond of some kind, a municipal bond, you may actually have to wait several hours before you actually get a buyer. That's because every transaction has to be a buyer and a seller. Now, because every transaction has to be a buyer and a seller, when someone comes to the market with hundreds of thousands of dollars of stocks, and they trade, let's say they're going to trade... Uh, let's say they're going to trade 100,000 shares of stock. They have to find either 100,000 individual buyers, or maybe some people buy more than one share. And Most of the shares that are traded are in more than one share increments. But what you see is when someone dumps a bunch of shares on the table to sell, the price per share begins to go down. That's why when more people are selling, 
the prices go down. When more people are buying, there's less and less shares on the table. And because of that, when someone, it's almost like a bidding war. You want to think of it like that. I like to think of it as maybe you go to the store to buy a gallon of milk and there's a huge tornado coming. Everybody goes and gets a gallon of milk and some bread, right? I don't understand that, but when the storms are coming, milk, bread, water, and now toilet paper is the first thing that's off the shelves. Let's assume that there's only one gallon of milk left on the shelf and you and a buddy get there first. You, If it would be possible, you may actually say, sir, I will pay you $10 for this gallon of milk if you just allow me to take it. Or you may even go to Walmart and say, hey, Walmart, listen, I know you only want $3.99 for this milk, but I'm going to pay you $10. At that time, he may say, I'll pay 11 And then you would say, I'll pay 12 depending on how bad you need that gallon of milk. And you can see where the price of the gallon of milk continues to rise. The same thing could be said if there's 100 gallons of milk there and you're the only one there and one gallon of milk is sitting there about to expire, you may actually be able to negotiate that price a little bit lower because there aren't any buyers for the asset. In this case, the asset is the gallon of milk. The same thing happens in the S&P 500. Whenever there is a lot of people coming to the market with shares to sell, the stock price goes down. The same way when there are a lot of people coming to the S&P 500 index saying, I want to buy, and there aren't as many sellers, people are willing to pay higher than what their buddy just paid for the same share. Now, the reason I'm getting into the weeds on that is because there's been something very historic take place this past week. It's called a rebalance in the S&P 500 and an addition to the S&P 500. The S&P 500, as you may know, added Tesla to their index. Now, without getting deep into the weeds... Remember how I said the scoreboard monitors the top 500? Someone was bumped out and Tesla was brought in. As a result, there were a lot of index funds, a lot of, we want to think of these as maybe mutual funds, that trade based off of what the S&P 500 is doing. When the S&P 500 added Tesla, not only added Tesla, but added it as the seventh largest Company. It went from not even on the board to the seventh largest company in the S&P 500. There were a lot of people, index funds, that had to sell some companies and buy Tesla. It's because of that that we saw astronomical volumes on Friday and even following up on Monday. We saw a high volume of trading and we saw some volatility. We even saw some price dislocation. Now, getting into that, it's a different show. But what I want you to see is that because the S&P 500 added Tesla, we now have this very, very top-heavy index that theoretically is meant to be the scoreboard for the entire U.S. economy. But when you take a look at the components of the S&P 500, you see that the top 10 components of the S&P 500. Real quick, that's Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet. You've got two forms of Google that are in this, Tesla. You've got Berkshire Hathaway, Johnson & Johnson, and J.P. Morgan Chase. Those 10 stocks alone 
make up 28% of the entire S&P 500. When those 10 stocks move up or down in price, the S&P 500 takes notice. That's why we will continue to see, I'm going to make this bold prediction, we will continue to see extreme volatility like we haven't seen in the past in the S&P 500. And it is because of that that I would recommend if you are considering an aggressive position, the S&P 500 may be a good fit. But if you're looking for a position to yield dividends and to keep a consistent performance year after year, the S&P 500, little by little, may be becoming more and more obsolete. I'm not saying you shouldn't be invested in any of the companies in the S&P 500, but I want you to check your statement. And if your statement has anything tracking the S&P 500 as an index fund, it may be a good idea and it may be a perfect opportunity for you to sit down with your advisor and make sure that still achieves your objectives. Guys, that is the end of my show. This is going to be a real quick sign-off because I've taken way too long to explain what I was trying to get across today. I hope that you found it useful, and I know that you can do this thing called retirement. If you need help with it, we are here to help. If you've got an advisor, make sure that advisor is tailor-making a plan for you. Retirement without income is not retirement, it's unemployment. Making sure that your retirement income is secured is our goal for you as our listener and potentially for you as our client. We appreciate you tuning in every single weekend. Again, remember, this is our last show for 2020, so I will see you on the other side. On 2021, I will talk to you, uh, let's see, is it the third of the 2021 year? I will give you guys as much information as I can about how to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. Have a wonderful and a very merry Christmas this weekend. God bless. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and RV Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated entities. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. RV Smothers Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by RV Smothers Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid investment.